Hey there. Thanks for checking out this episode of H&M Live. Your support is always greatly appreciated as I'm always striving to provide content that enlightens, entertains, and educates. Look, I've just enabled supporter functionality on the podcast, so click the link in the show description and any support that you provide will be greatly appreciated. Be well. Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. What's going on, y'all? James Higgs here from Infotainment News and ITN Live. Look, been wanting to do this for a long time. This being starting a podcast to go along with the with the site and go along with the other social media platforms we have. But been always trying to find the right platform to use, right? But been looking for how to get the message out to our engaged readers, our engaged viewers, how to essentially really how to monetize. And believe it or not, I found the right platform that's getting the job done, that's going to be easy to use and easy to set up. That platform is Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free and ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. Check it out. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now. This is an ad for Anchor, if you didn't guess that by now. Check it out. If you want to get started with Anchor, if you want to start sending out your message, owning your own platform, broadcasting your message, go to anchor.fm slash start. Join me, join the rest of the diverse uh, authors and owners of content out there. Get your podcast off the ground. Let us know where it is. Talk to you soon. Y'all be cool. Ladies and gentlemen, good afternoon. James Hicks here from Hicks Media Infotainment News. Welcome to another edition of IT and Live. Uh, I got a very special guest. I say that all the time, but look, all of my guests are special. Special to me, uh, and I hope that, that they're special to you as well. Uh, this guy right here, uh, I used to work for. Uh, so he's definitely a mentor to me. He's quality guy, quality man. He, he, he packed his bags. He moved from California. Uh, heck, he moved from the United States. And he landed himself in Costa Rica. That was about, that was about six years ago. And since then, he, he settled in. He started a couple of uh, businesses, which we're going to talk about uh, while, while I've got him on the screen here. Eco Oasis, Costa Rica, and Regenerative Living Vacation Rentals. He's definitely living his best life now. I just wanted to, you know, borrow some time from him today, talk a little about making those moves, uh, starting over fresh, kind of the master plan for his businesses and the fact that I'm just going to say it, he's, he's winning in all aspects of life, personally and professionally. And like they say in Costa Rica, uh, Pura Vida. Hopefully I said that right. Ladies and gentlemen, Kevin Carmel. 
Kevin, how you living, brother? Hey, Look let's at him. Do this, James. Oh, yeah. I, I, I can't stop smiling just because because yeah. I see you and I know you're halfway across the globe right now. Just 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 to see your smiling face really is is a breath of fresh air for me right now. It's been a tough week, but how you been, yeah. man? Likewise, brother. It feels really, really good to be here to see you. And you know, I know things are a little bit tough there in in Cali, but uh, nice to take a little break here from it all and catch up yeah. and see where we're both at. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So, and yeah. So, has it been? It's been six years or so, right? That you 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 packed the packed the bags and 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 flew on over there to Costa Rica. Yeah, it'll be six years in December. Like, I guess I moved down right before Christmas. Um, yeah, uh, six years ago. So, five okay. and a half years ago. So, oh. yeah. And, 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 and I was going to say, and, and then at time, so you, every time I see your pictures online, you don't have any clothes on, right? <laughs> uh, so... Just to, to, to find a, a a promo picture for the for the marketing that I that I put out there, I'm like, look, is there any shot with with Cartmill that's got at least a shirt on? That, but that's a sign of of just living that that good life. Talk talk to us a little bit about what you do in your time. I I know you've got the I know you've got the businesses, but talk to us about your your free time, your spare time. Uh, yeah, you're living in a hundred percent what I, what I would consider a paradise. But tell us what a day in the life of uh, of Kevin Carmel. Hmm. Yeah. The, the one of the biggest commodities we have here in Costa Rica is time, and it's time time to do what you want and uh, and to dedicate yourself to well being and living well and to joy. So, you know, my, my, it took me a while. I wasn't a morning person most of my life, but since coming to Costa Rica, I've adapted. And now I pretty much run, live my life sunrise to sunset. So we're up pretty early. The howler monkeys and the uh, toucans make sure that uh, you don't sleep in very, very much past uh, sunrise. And, uh, you know, I usually do some meditation before i get out of bed start my day off right with the right mindset and uh susan and i have developed a yoga practice we've got a yoga deck out uh, in front of our bedroom so we start out with that and then you know depending on the day we do some long beach walks about three times a week where we do like 10k in the sand and you know get the day started that way and the other days I, you know, I'm developing a little mini finca here, a um, little mini farm. Um, you know, I've got fish ponds and a greenhouse and chicken coop and, you know, stuff like that. So I have a worker that's been helping me because we just moved in here in January. So I've had to kind of tame a little bit of the wildness and mm. do some planting um, of, you know, butterfly bushes. I'm planting a lot of things that are like uh, beneficial pollinator Okay. Um, attractors so um you know we're doing a planting i've planted more than a thousand plants already okay. on my property we've planted wow. i've got 30 different types of fruit trees i've got um several different kinds of hardwoods and uh, rare hardwoods that we're planting so i cut my time between um you know sort of wellness and then Chop wood, carry water is what, <laughs> is what we call uh, the farming part of it. And then, you know, I dedicate 
you know, a couple of hours to some businesses that I have running that kind of, you know, they're a little bit self-managed, you know, um, if you pick good people around you, you know how that is. Uh, yeah. You are one of those good people that, I, mm. that I've worked with before. Thank and uh, it just makes life so much easier when you have good people working for you. So I am uh, involved with uh, um, a vacation rental. I, I bought a condo kind of on the spur of the moment. I was looking for a place to live and I thought it was just going to rent. And when I got there, I was like, wow, that's a... That, that's a view that's a view right there how much i want that i want that and so uh they were um you know kind of fixer uppers so it was a good time to to buy and i had a construction company so um you know we fixed them up and now their rentals uh they're doing really well they're thriving quite quite well yeah even a little bit you know big hit this year with the pandemic but uh before that they're just like you know, 90% booked year round. So okay. really uh, incredible, uh, incredible um, occupancy. And uh, yeah, so that worked out well. And you've and, got a couple of those, right? I mean, I mean, you've got you've got one Matt, and the ones that the pictures that I'm showing of the uh, of the of the offering, you, you've got two locations, right? Yeah, they're actually above each other. So they're one okay. on top of each other. Yeah. This is the studio, the picture of the studio, and that's the view. And that That's a terrible up, view. That's a terrible yeah, yeah. view. <laughs> and they're kind of just cozy, simple places. We renovated them just to be very clean, open, you know, simple so that, you know, you don't feel uncluttered. You don't feel like it's somebody else's, you know, space. It's kind yeah. of like you get to come in there and take it as a really big porch. That king-size bed is huge. It doesn't really show. Oh, that one's a queen-size. This is now the upstairs unit. Okay. So, yeah, so they're really, they're nice. They're in a really, really, really good location. Um, and Manuel Antonio is the most visited national park in Costa Rica. Costa Rica has about, oh, man, I forget now how much of the land. 25% of it is national parks. And... Manuel Antonio there in Capos is the most visited one. So it was really fortuitous that I bought there because it's like the place everybody goes to when they come to Costa Rica. And uh, it's really well set up for, for couples. And awesome. that, was really, that was really the intent was to, you know, families are nice, but there are also a lot of wear and tear on, on yeah. the properties. And, you know, sometimes it's easier to find things as a family and harder to find airbnbs as a as a couple um you tend to have to go to hotels and the hotels are much more expensive right so true yeah hey look i've, I've done the uh the bread and breakfast thing with you before right so we we, yeah. we, we we can flash back to good old amber house but uh what what's crazy is that jen and i have wanted to come to costa rica and come stay at, at one of your properties and we will once, once the world opens back up, we will definitely come and and stay there. And I want you to do the same thing like you did for my fortieth birthday. I, I'd love for you to come up to the room in your slippers, bringing bringing some breakfast or something, and so we can break bread again together. I we will yeah. never forget that. That was that was an amazing time, and I appreciate you for opening up uh, your that place to to us. If I if I haven't already told you about that before. Oh yeah, that was a fun time. That is one of my top memories actually from uh from the old amber house was that party it was like 
it was a great reunion yeah. uh, with a lot of great folks that we all used to work with and met some new folks and yeah, yeah, I had to show up with breakfast. Well, this place is a little, <laughs> this place is a little more like self-serve, uh, but we'll figure something out. If you're, if you're in the country and you're staying with me, we're definitely going to break bread. That's for well, sure. We'll, we'll figure something out because you know the whole time that we were planning this. So, so folks, you know, I'm, I'm trying to get in touch with Kevin. You know, hey, I'm out at, uh, I'm out at happy hour. Well, dude, you know, I. Are you? When are you not at happy hour? Well, I'm not. <laughs> or I'm out, I'm out on the beach. You're living that 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 life. What does? I've I've heard it and I said it, but what does pura vida mean? What? Why, why does? It seems like that just resonates as just a a mindset for for Costa Rica. But what what, what does that kind of embody for you? Yeah, pura vida is really the reason I'm in Costa Rica. Is and you know. Um, I guess in the States we have, uh, in uh, Hawaii, you have uh, aloha. And mm-hmm. aloha is like a spirit, right? It's like you say aloha when you see somebody, hello. You say aloha when you when they go away. You can say it to mean thank you, you know. I mean, I guess you say mahalo. But, you know, it's a word that embodies a lot. So, pura vida, pure life. And really, I think it stems from a... Uh, it really has... It's significant, significant, uh, significant for the Costa Ricans have a real appreciation, and I use that word like, you know, hmm. as 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 in gratitude. But they have a real appreciation for life. So they have an appreciation for their family, for their friends, for the food they eat, for the for just going to the beach and having a little party. And life is simple, but it can also be abundant. But mm-hmm. it's not. You know, yes, a little bit of the West or, or the North in this case is trickling down here. And there are, you know, people acquiring and, you know, um, getting a little bit more commercial. But for, for the big part, where I am, it's really about appreciating life's gifts mm-hmm. and what life brings you. And I think, and then, you know, one of the best things about this pandemic is from an outsider looking in at the States, it sort of feels like, in some ways, Americans are starting to appreciate the, yeah. the simpler things in life, right? That's a good point. Home, That's a good point. You're home with your family. You're having dinners. You're doing more Zooms um, with different family members, with friends from college or, or whatever it is. And it seems like, huh, it took a pandemic to get you to realize that, like, that those basic things are really, really the keys to happiness. And there's a reason why Costa Rica is perennially and on various different lists as being the, one of the happiest places on the planet. And I think they are really appreciative of what they have. So, uh, Pura Vida, you use it like this. You, If you go into a store, you say Pura Vida. When you're leaving, you say Pura Vida. If somebody says, oh, gracias, you say Pura Vida. Um, you just say it all the time. It's really like it's an everything phrase, and it really just means, you know, gratitude, like appreciation. I love that. I love that. And I like, like I kind of was saying behind the scenes. Yeah, I, I told you my my unfortunate situation from my, my family this past week, but that whole concept. This I had to have this conversation. I had to have this conversation with you because you're someone I, I trust. You're you're someone who I admire, and this is this is healing 
selfishly, this is healing for me, right, to have this conversation with you. And and I really believe that you're correct, right? Unfortunately, it took the world to stop and the world to go through what, what we are going through now from all different aspects to appreciate one another. So appreciate the folks in our homes, appreciate our folks within our sphere of influence, our extended family and things of like that. That's unfortunate, but if there's any blessing to being locked down is that, again, yeah, we're having these conversations. I still would have reached out to you, brother, but uh, I, I think, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, I think it is it's causing other folks to, to do that as well. Um, yeah. Talk a little yeah, bit yeah. about uh, uh, Eco Oasis, because we talked about the Airbnbs, but yeah. I, I know you're, you're incredibly passionate about that. But talk to me about what that means and what, and what you guys are doing with the Eco Oasis. So Ecoasis was um, sort of born out of, you know, necessity or, or mm. is a reaction. I came down here with the idea of joining a, um, an eco-village that was already being developed, okay? And when I had come down a few years ago, I had spoke with the, um, with the guy who was the developer of the eco-village, and he sounded like he was legit. You know, he sounded like he had the right passion and the right uh, um, right understanding of, of permaculture and some other things. Well, when I got down here, when I finally moved down here and took a closer look under the hood, I didn't see what I wanted to see. Um, you know, I think I had maybe wishful thinking when I, when I was looking at it from afar. But uh, I realized that they weren't doing what I really wanted to do. And, you know, the idea... So then, you know, I went back to my hotel and said, yeah, if that guy can do it the wrong way, I think I can do it the right way. And so I started to look for resources and I found some really, really good permaculturalists here who, um, and I, we found a good builder and we put together a little team and we created this kind of uh, regenerative neighborhood, you know, so we took an old it was a sugar farm, sugar cane farm, which is really, really destroys the soil. Um, sugar cane, and you, you know, you feed it a bunch of uh, chemicals in order to get it grow to grow. Um, and it had gone fallow, so it hadn't been planted on for 20, 30 years, and it was overgrown. And we took it and we regenerated it. Um, we've now created five turnkey kind of permaculture homesteads and uh, luckily for me five friends all bought them Um, so I have like my own I have my own dream neighborhood here where everybody has their own house we do have pools because you know we're we want to live the good life maybe the least eco thing about it but it's also they look really cool and they're fun to swim in Um, but everybody has a fish pond for tilapia uh, greenhouse um, chicken coop. Everybody has their own fruit forest and a lot of other just kind of walking edibles. Um, you know, plants that you can just pick and munch when you're walking along. We call it, you know, walk through fast food. Um, so the idea was to create these permaculture um, um, homesteads and they're all kind of integrated. So when you drain the fish pond to clean it out, it drains into your garden to feed okay. your garden. You know, um, the fruit forest is uh, 
got all these beneficial pollinators uh, that are growing in and amongst all the fruits. Um, there's rows of vetiver and flamingia, which are used for chop and drop to add nitrogen and nitrogen fixing for the for the um, fruit trees. So there's a lot of thought that goes into it. It's all like these little subsystems, and you're a systems guy, so you know. It's like it's kind of cool how when you can make nature and use nature to have everything um, um, kind of work more efficiently and work right. with na- work with nature instead of against nature, you know. And so that really became the idea here. And now we've been really lucky where. We hooked up with one of the best architects in the uh, in the country, and he's building sort of the centerpiece home in the neighborhood right now. Um, Studio Sachs, they're in you know Architectural Digest and Dwell Magazine, and you know they're kind of a famous uh, design house. But so our neighborhood now has kind of a famous, or will be a famous uh, building in the middle of it. So it's a really beautiful house with a huge courtyard. And, uh, yeah, it couldn't, couldn't have worked out better. Everything's always working out well for me, but, uh, this neighborhood really couldn't have worked out better. I have a beautiful, um, location for my house. I sit on a ridge, um, about 200 feet up above a, uh, a valley that's called the Valley of Horses, which is mostly trees with like a few farms with horses, <laughs> white horses, uh, below it, so it's very picturesque. You, we look over at some small mountains and uh, a couple of ocean views, peekaboo ocean views. Um, we're up at 500 feet, so we can grow okay. everything. It's very cool here. We have a lot of breezes. So really, really, really fortunate. So the idea with EcoAsis is to regenerate places that have gone fallow, that are not producing food, to create abundance, and then to share that abundance. Look, I'm just going to, as you said all that, you notice I stopped on this image right here because yeah. that that's it right there, right? That 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 sums it all up in terms of the the what and the why. Uh, you you just told us the how, but this yeah. this is this is the reason right here. And you say it's going to get even a degree better or or more higher scale than this. <laughs> I, I, you you see, my wife has already liked the page, right? You see that right there. So I, I got a feeling yeah. that um, we will be on a flight one of these days to come come check you out. So that that's that that's exciting. Yeah, and that is a great photo too. Like that's it, man. That's what it's all about. At the end of the day, you kind of just sit and enjoy this tapestry that changes, and every night that sky is different. You know, it's always beautiful. Yeah. But sometimes it's a storm out at sea that's beautiful. Sometimes it's the most bright, brilliant sky that you can ever imagine. You know, I mean, we've all seen them, but it's just like it's a moving tapestry. And it's just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm very grateful to be able to enjoy that uh, every night, every night that I want to. Uh, yeah, man, this has been more, like I say, uh, kind of healing and, and, and therapeutic for, for myself because I wanted to have this this discussion. But just to see that you are, again, living that best life from a pers- uh, personal and professional perspective warms my heart completely. And the fact that, you know, what, what you're doing with the Eco Oasis, um, bringing in the community, building the community, making the community self-sustaining 
not not reliant on any ex- external forces, but actually living off the land and and having, as you say, the walking paths that you can, the bunch and walks. I mean that that's incredible. That that's that's amazing. Um, you, you've so, got the yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah. So I just just wanted to quickly while we were on that vein. So this was really nice, right? But it's sort yeah. of out of the reach for most ticos um as uh costa ricans are called ticos and um it's a little bit out of the reach right these are very these are nice houses they're a little bit bigger land you know they're ocean views so the next plan that we are working on with my architects and uh, builders are to create micro farms so (laughs) we feel like you could just develop a neighborhood and it could be a smaller neighborhood you know like where you know these are all two and a half three acre farms okay but let's just say we could actually put 30 or 40 houses here to make them more affordable we can still do it with chicken houses and uh, greenhouses and using vertical gardens and using the um, the fruit forest as boundaries between the houses but then you know there's just the fruit that's between them so we're working on a new concept that is more approachable and more achievable for the locals Mm -hmm. so not just to make it hey for you know rich gringos to be able to enjoy this place but also (laughs) to to pass to pass this on to ticos because pura vida used to mean that people used to have the time to have a little mini farm. Everybody had chickens running around their yard. Everybody had fruit trees. Everybody grew their own this and that. Yeah. But now with processed foods, you know, yeah. leaking down from the United States, well, people here are grabbing them too, you know. And so the idea will be to re- return to sort of the Pura Vida and uh, to make it more accessible to, to locals. So the next projects are going to be smaller scale. Yeah. But every bit as nutritious, every bit as uh, permaculture, every bit as, and even more clever how the systems will work with the rain catchments and with the solars and with all these uh, different things that we're learning about now. So anyway, I just wanted to throw that on there to tag it on to the eco-oasis. Yeah, so, so let me ask, so let me pivot off of that a little bit and just ask kind of the, uh, the uh, third person looking in question. Are you seeing any resistance from the locals are already on the island in terms of what you're doing, you know, bringing about this, this whole master plan type of community, or are you, are you, are you getting good buy-in? Really good buy-in. You okay. know, really, really. I, I think, you know, everybody's at a litmus, right? Everybody's at mm-hmm. a tipping point right now, as far as what's real and what's not real. And I think most of the people outside of the very central Valley where San Jose is, where, you know, cars, traffic, Mm -hmm. typical city kind of life. Um, Everybody here is kind of, hey, yeah, we should be growing our own food again. Uh, We should be doing more of this. But the resistance is when they look at these places and they're like, oh, you know, yeah, your house is amazing. Like, yeah, how how much does that cost, you know? And it's like, well, it's... You know, well, I have a pretty simple house. Um, we can do even more simple houses that are just equally as nice. And so that's what's kind of the impetus between um, around doing developments that are 
for everyone, not mm-hmm. just just not the gringos, right? And there are always going to be those people that um, that come down here with sort of their foreigner baggage, yeah. right, and their foreigner attitude, and they're not going to be as well received. But if you know, for me, I've lived in different cultures. I lived in China. I've lived in Asia. Yeah. I've lived in different places. So, you know, I try to come with as little baggage as I can, adopt, you know, from the uh, from the cultures here as much as I can, and then, you know, impart a little bit of that whole worldview, right? I mean, I do have the benefit of having been around the world. So yeah. when you talk to a farmer and you can kind of give a little bit of that to them, um, then they can see that there's a lot more possibilities. And that's really the goal. Yeah. That's what I kind of one thing I was going to say. You've been there, done that, right? You've been around the world from high level executive corporate positions. And, you know, yeah, like you said, yeah, you've traveled all across the globe. You've got more stamps in your passport probably than you know what to do with, but, and know how to engage and interact with people, right? All different personalities, all different cultures. So, so, so you've been there, done that, and you know how to, be personable, sociable, and not come in as that angry or overbearing Westerner who's coming to take over. So uh, I think you're going to succeed. I know you're going to succeed because you already are succeeding, and I can I can tell it in in your in your in your eyes, in your face, and again the fact that every time I see you, you got a great drink in your hand, and and you're not wearing any shirts. So I, you don't have any pants anymore, do you? You, you just you just wear shorts all day, right? Tell the I truth. Do. I do wear shorts pretty much every day. Sometimes when I'm out in the in the jungle, though, I do wear long pants because you know that's the one thing here is like nature is real here, man. It is real. You go for a walk in the jungle here, you are like you are food, you know. Yeah. You know, you. So I do. I do wear pants from time to time. I put on this. I put on my best t-shirt. Yeah, look at that. Let me let, let me zoom in on that. Look at that. He's got he's got uh, some, some new shirt on for us and everything. That, okay, appreciate yeah. you there. You know. Yeah. Get that nice wicking material. Oh my you know? gosh. Yeah. You know, when, when we get done, you're going to go jump in the pool or, or the ocean, aren't you? Tell the truth. Yeah, I'm definitely going to go in the pool. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I love it, man. I'm going to go to the ocean in the morning. Uh, we, we get up and we do our morning constitution. Uh, yeah, get up early, bring the dogs, go to the beach, take a walk. It's really nice. You're there you get to, you know all the ozone, you get the, yeah. the waves, you get some vitamin D, you get grounding from the sand, and you get uh, a little elevated heart rate. It's like... But I counted one time like 15 benefits just from going for a walk on the beach, right? So hard to beat that for a workout. Just a, just a little things again, if because you, you're you're taking the time and doing it, and and you're taking care of yourself mentally and and physically. Kev, man, I I can't say how much I appreciate you, man, and just again selfishly, I I just wanted to see your face, and this is pretty cool, right? California, Costa Rica, and we and we got a little. A little live streaming access going here. Yeah. You know, I, I normally ask folks kind of a, a, a last question about technology because, again, you're right. You know, I'm, I'm the technologist and I still mm-hmm. live in that world. But I don't know how you can probably answer that now because, you know, you you, you unplug quite a bit. Now, I, I would ask, what is the leading piece of technology that you're using on a, on a regular basis to maintain maintain life or to maintain uh what what it is that you do from a business perspective what's your go-to piece of technology 
You know, it's the phone. You know, I pretty much, um, you know, WhatsApp is the big app here. So nobody okay. really uses nobody really uses cell. Everybody uses WhatsApp, okay. and uh, it's it's sort of the the technology. I I still would say that I'm using technology, but I'm using it in a um, in sort of home systems kind of way, right? So we're using uh, um, solar on mm. the houses, but we're using like a, a combination system. So we might run our 220, like so if you had a jacuzzi or your dryer, we'll run that off the grid. Mm-hmm. And the grid, the grid here is 99% renewable anyway because we have so much hydro and so much solar okay. and wind. But you know, we connect in there. Then our houses will have solar energy to run most of your your day-to-day things, you know, your refrigerator and, and other things. And then we have these systems that automatically detect where your battery's at and it will kind of prioritize what it's what it's being what's being used and what's being done. So it's okay. kind of like a lot more home tech. Um, you know, we're using a lot more introducing a lot more smart home technology and how how we can control the house and we actually can measure our house and how efficient it is and how inefficient it is <laughs> and then we can make tweaks to the designs on architecture adding louvers here and there shades here and there okay. positioning the house here and there so we are still doing some tech not quite the tech like uh like you, you like you're using but um you know it's hard to deny that it that it that it doesn't help um even just work with nature when you yeah. can measure things more easily um then you can you, you know we track the sun right so we have trackers that use the sun and track the sun to see what what's going on for how mm. cooling and for um uh energy generation so we're i would say tech tech is in the home it's more yeah. like that that type of thing how it helps us with well-being and sustainability and you know that's really how i want to see tech go is how does yeah. it help people well i'm kind of inspired by these aura rings and yeah you know some of the fitness tractors i think uh uh apple's planning on doing an upgrade with like sleep sleep is yep. super important and i i want to start to track my sleep and find out how i can do better on sleep and you know that's my my big thing now is longevity and i think um you know and it's not like oh i want to live for forever i just want to live however long i live really well you know nice. no medications and you know I'm using food as as my medicine in a way, you know, just eat right, exercise the right amount, exercise, uh, you know, properly. And technology can help us, right? Aura ring, test yeah. your HRV and your sleep and all these kind of things. And I think it's going to get better and better. Like, why can't it just be on your ear or, you know, I don't necessarily want something on my hand or <laughs> we, have, we have stuff on our wrist and we're used to it now, but... Eventually, I think, you know, we could have sugar monitors to tell you when your glucose spikes and Mm -hmm. how you might be ready for the day. So I like to see technology go more towards the wellness. And I think it is. I think that's that's a trend. Awesome. Awesome. I mean, I I agree with you 100 percent on that, especially on the uh, cleaner nutrition. Right. I mean, that's definitely the route to go. 
But I, I know you got some, some technology in the house. Uh, I know you got some, some type of dubstep or some old East Coast break beats going. I, look, I know you. I, I know you some Beastie Boys or, or you, got, you got your Spotify or Apple Music going. So you, you can't tell me yeah. that that's not happening, brother. Um, that's true. That's true. I a, lot of, a lot of Spotify. All there you go. Long, you there know. you go. Yeah. You can't you can't 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 go without the music. No, Kev, I appreciate you, man. Hey, go enjoy the rest of your day. Um, I'm coming to see you. I, it's, it's just going to happen. I'm I'm gonna stay. I'm gonna stay in your in your room there. Uh, I'm gonna eat your food. I'm a yeah. I'm a rototill your land or whatever, whatever you need me to do, brother. Um, yeah. I appreciate you. You're a special man, and I thank you for what you're doing. Um, excited for Eco Oasis. I'm I'm excited for the Airbnbs you have as well. Just just what you're doing. Um, as you've as you've landed there in Costa Rica, you seem to be doing uh, phenomenally well and doing everything the right way. So, my 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 appreciation to you, my love to you, and respect. Brother. Yeah, and uh, my love back to you, and you know, good luck with all that you're dealing with up there with yeah. uh, you know pandemics and the fire, and you know, wow, my heart was broken too. So, just remember, regenerate, regenerate, regenerate. I love it. Create those memories going forward. Thank you, sir. Appreciate you. Y'all be out.